Welcome to Ethereal Underground. I'm your host, TNT, and this is episode 39. Well, this is an exciting episode because I have a special guest with us, Caleb. And what I'll do is ask Caleb, just like previous guests, whatever she's comfortable sharing, so that uh, as a listening audience, we can get to know a little bit about her background. So maybe where she grew up, uh, what generation is she? Does she have any siblings? Or is she an only child? Parents, or, or are they still around? And then uh, if she feels free to do so, what did she do after her high school days? What is she doing now? Or in this particular case, she might go right into an interesting story, which will probably be the bulk of episode 39. So with that being said, uh, Caleb, we want to welcome you to Ethereal Underground, the listening audience, and tell us a little bit about yourself, and uh, this will lead up into an interesting story that you want to share. Oh, for sure. Well, thank you for having me on. Um, I am a Gen Y, born and raised in Southern California, and I have... Well, there's six of us kids total. Uh, I've got two older brothers, an older sister. Then it's me, a younger brother and a younger sister. And uh, parents are still together. They're still around. I love them very much. I see them as often as I can. And if not, we talk on the phone often. Um, And when, after high school, I kind of floated around. I didn't necessarily know what I wanted to do. It's such a big, scary question to answer. So um, honestly, I kind of just drank and partied for a while, got that out of my system, and then decided to finally land into interior design. And so I went to one of the schools in the area and It took me a long time to, 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 to go through curriculum. I just, I don't know. It was tough. I've, I've always found some of some information in school interesting and other stuff not. So it's just hard to sit there and listen to somebody talk at you for a while. And then anyways, so I got through that and I've uh, worked at a couple of different architecture firms uh that did interior design and then I landed in interior design for commercial spaces for uh interior um commercial uh specifically like tenant improvements and I did restaurants for a while and and now I'm just uh well I shouldn't say just but I'm a stay-at-home mom I had a baby this year and I am doing that full-time is this your first child? Yep, my first first baby. 
I tell you what, it is the single most hardest thing I've ever done in my entire life, but without hesitation, also the most rewarding thing in my life. And also this ties into the story, which is funny because this part of the story that I'm going to tell, I didn't even remember until like after the pregnancy. It'll make the, it'll make sense once I actually start telling you the story. So you, is it a boy or a girl? A boy. I guess, uh, I, I wonder if I'm allowed to ask that question nowadays. Probably not. Oh, all right. Uh, uh, yeah, who knows? I don't know. We don't play. This household's not going to play that game. I mean, I respect and love everybody's decisions and what they need to do for their life and live by their truths and so on and so forth. But I prefer simplicity and n not to speak for somebody who doesn't even know how to speak yet, but I, it's hard for me to imagine that that's, it's going to be any different, more complicated, if that makes sense. So. Did you, did you, uh, I, I call this cheating. I'm, it's tongue in cheek uh, uh, being funny, but did you uh, cheat and get an ultrasound and know ahead of time it was going to be a boy? Or did you wait and just old-fashioned? So it's funny that you ask. I mean, I definitely, I didn't care at first. I mean, I was going to love the baby regardless. So to me, it wasn't necessarily like I had to know. And people kept asking. I was like, I don't know. They're like, you don't want to know? I'm like, no, I don't want to know. But then, but then whatever. But my husband wanted to know. So I'm like, how are we going to manage this? Um, and so we went into the we did do the sonogram and I didn't look at the screen, but the lady took a bunch of pictures and she labeled it so that my husband could know I didn't look and I wasn't listening. Um, and then, yeah, he ended up putting the pictures in the car. He's like, all right, if you ever want to know, it's right over here. I'm like, oh, dang it. <laughs> so I'd walk by that card every day, do, 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 do kind of look over whatever whatever and then one day it just felt right and I was like I'm just gonna peek in here and see and I was like oh I knew it I, <laughs> I had a feeling it was gonna be a boy oh really yeah so the fact that your husband bought a bunch of hot wheels wasn't a clue <laughs> <laughs> no no um we kept we kept things pretty gender neutral when I was like setting up the the um the nursery and stuff like and and I don't know I don't want to necessarily define the baby's experience by preset whatever because you know like you can be a boy and like pink and you can be a girl and like blue like whatever I don't know oh, yeah. Yeah. we just we well and, pl and plus too like kids toys are so freaking colorful anyways it's like I don't want rainbow throw up everywhere so it's fine let's just do gray I know it sounds super boring but whatever, all the kids' toys are all flashy anyway, so I don't need no extra color. It's fine. So you uh, you've got the newborns. So is it uh, is it still under warranty? What I mean by that, is that uh, it's uh, five years, five years or fifty thousand diapers, whichever comes first. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, on Sundays I wonder too. This kid, he's. <laughs> He's uh he's definitely like a very adventurous and uh, ri risky risk taker, so um, 
we we have our our trips and falls and stuff but he's he's also very brave so he'll he'll kind of look at me sniffle a little bit and then kind of brush it off so yeah the words he's still working but i kind of like thank goodness i'm I'm praying to god every day that it don't wear out because i'm like oh geez i barely i have to take care of myself and and then like all of a sudden i'm trusted with somebody else's life it's very uh it's nerve-wracking <laughs> i told my kids when they're little i tried to sell them on ebay but i couldn't get the uh, i couldn't get the 15 dollar minimum bid so i had to keep them or it's like uh no 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 what did i see the other day on on instagram it's uh you can do better than that you made him right so sell them on etsy but that wasn't around back then they're they're in their 20s oh now. yeah oh yeah oh yeah. yeah minor detail <laughs> <laughs> so uh how would you because this this isn't rehearsed or scripted uh, all, all my interviews are just uh, free flowing. It's kind of in the moment. And uh, the interviews, they develop as they develop. But how would you want to give background information and tell this unusual story of yours? I'll, I'll let uh, you yeah. decide how you want to yeah. begin. Sure. Um, okay. Well, as context, because I mean, this is going to be a freaking weird, wild, like I can't, some days I don't even believe it myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, but context wise, like I don't have any history of mental illness. I don't even have mental illness running on either side of of my family, mom or dad, like I already checked into all of that. And uh you know, I was diagnosed maybe with minor depression in high school, like, whatever, it's, earth is a hard place to live, man, as far as I'm concerned, if depression was all I had, like, I was doing pretty good, at any yeah. rate, um, with that being said, there, there's so many layers to this experience that happens, so overview, top layer, is that two years ago, and five cent dime tour, two years ago, I fell into an altered state. I don't know how else to describe it, but um, basically it happened at the beginning of the, right before the pandemic started really. And it lasted for about two weeks. And I ended up in, uh, it was to the point where my husband didn't know what to do with me and realized that this issue was bigger than the both of us. And so called the cops they came over with a squad car. They actually also sent over a fire truck and an ambulance. Toted my ass out, but almost butt ass naked. Luckily, I, they threw a sheet over me, thank goodness. Uh, carried out by four guys who I thought were the um, four horsemen of the apocalypse. Was saying all sorts of things that didn't necessarily make sense to me at the time, or to anyone else for that matter. Um, was carted off to an ER, was in there for a 72-hour hold, and then uh, was transferred to behavioral services for a week. It would have been two weeks, but I got off on good behavior, is how I'm going to describe it. And then I came home and just was like, well, really, I during that time, I... Uh, 
had to, I was grieving because I seriously thought I was never going to come back to my life again. Like things, this was going to be my life. I was just going to be in a hospital. Ugh. Anyways. Um, okay. But, but, but context to that, to this whole situation is like a year. Actually, it started in 2019. I just checked one of the photos that I have. Um, Anyways, we, I, my husband and I were started getting these weird messages on our PS4 gaming console, and they were always different usernames, and always seemed female in nature. And then at a certain point, these messages, uh, they started signing like they would end the message with my husband's username, which I thought was really weird. Uh, we definitely didn't know any of these, who this was, but, I, and then at a certain point we realized that it, or at least I did, that it was the same author. And then as these messages progressed, it was like, they started using weird care. I, I don't want to say weird characters, but like, uh, uh, the vowels with the accents over it, like almost what is that Icelandic something like that still speaking in English just using all these vowels with accents and and it was always weird because the messages whenever there was a a letter Y character needed it wasn't actually a letter Y it was um, a box character so that's also weird and the only time I saw the letter Y was when they spelled out the word scary and, and um at any rate so these can messages you, uh, can i ask you sure. a question yeah the because i'm not familiar with the video gaming mm -hmm. and, and the playstation 4 when you met, mentioned you you get messages this is evidently messaging as a feature on this PlayStation 4. And it's, mm -hmm. I guess, it's messages that other players online can send you messages. Mm -hmm. And when mm -hmm. you get messages, do you, do you have to be online to receive these messages on this PlayStation 4? Negative. Negative. How does that work? And how does that work? Explain that to me. Um, because the you... gaming console is connected to the internet, Yes. It, it, um, you just basically have an inbox there. So I guess maybe it's kind of like a, like an a email of sorts. I mean, like, so, so if you're playing with somebody across the, the nation, you know, you mm -hmm. guys can be chatting real time or, you know, if you have to sign off to go to work or something, somebody can leave you a message and you can come back to it kind of thing. Okay. Um, so, so the game doesn't, the game doesn't it, have to be on. You can you can have the game off or on pause or whatever. Go go to work and then. It's well, through the actual platform of PlayStation, not a specific game that houses the the messaging it. system. Okay, so uh, you come back maybe a day later, turn the game on, and your this inbox could have two three messages. Yes. So, okay, but, no, to, no, but, but as additional, yeah. So, but additional context is like at the time we were both playing, 
we were both playing a video game called Red Dead Redemption. It's a cowboy game, very beautiful graphics, whatever. You can totally get lost in it. But um, we weren't. Can you say uh, that game again a little slower? Sure. Red Dead Redemption. Do you know when? uh, I've never heard of that game that's okay because i'm not familiar with the gaming industry red Mm -hmm. dead redemption that's an interesting name uh but what when did that game come out you know oh i don't know i mean i can yeah i don't i don't know off the top of my head i mean but it it must it must have came out within that year or maybe two years before that i mean it was still a relatively new and relevant game um and this and is 2019. Is when we start. Yes. Roundabout. Yes. That yes. you're playing this game. Yes. Because that's when okay. we first started getting messages. Got it. Yes. All right. And um, and also for context, like we didn't really talk to. That was the other thing, too. We didn't really we didn't talk to anybody in the game. Like the only time messaging was ever used on that platform was when my husband would schedule with one of his besties to do a a campaign in a in that game or a different game like that's it so it's like maybe one or two people it's not like we went out and like anyways and and also too for context it's not like we actually i I never i just played in game so there's so there's a feature where you can um navigate a video game through its storyline and it takes you through that narration whatever but then there's like open play where you can um gather with a group of people that you know or you can gather with a bunch of random people that you know Mm -hmm. and and play in real in real world free play whatever so um i mean that was never a capacity that i played and i just usually kind of played the narrative part anyways um and so the messages started just like hello hi i like animals and then it got longer and then it got longer like let me see if i can pull one of these up um now when you got these messages were they directed to you or your husband or both i don't know i always thought it was like to my husband but I think they were for me. I like animals more than people. Yeah, and then this is when we when they started using the accented characters with oh yeah with question marks. Two word quote everything counts. Accepting oneself does not preclude an attempt to become better. So what indeed the lesson I myself learned over and over again when teaching at the college and then the prison was the uselessness of information to most people except as entertainment. If facts weren't funny or scary or couldn't make you rich, the heck with them. This one was when I actually was in the, well, either right before I went to the hospital or was in the hospital. She was the kind of girlfriend God gives you young, so you'll know loss for the rest of your life. The voice of love seemed to call to me, but it was the wrong number. 
take responsibility for your own happiness never put it in other people's hands yeah but see like the, it sounds all like up uplifting and stuff but uh, this is going to sound woo woo I read this to my cousin who who can astral project and remote view and she's very she's like an intuitive empath very sensitive empath she can't even be around people who have negative like like attachments it physically makes her sick anyways I tried reading her that stuff and she was like you need to stop I'm gonna throw up I don't know who you pissed off but like this is not I yeah I don't know this is this is very negative so, so. what I take it as in the beginning when it started out simple hello I like animals or things would you or your husband respond back no to those I messages mean, no yeah no I like it didn't even it didn't it seemed pointless to even try to block the users because it just was a different user every time supposedly allegedly and then as these messages got longer obviously those messages have nothing to do with that game no these are bizarre statements being made at this point we destroy see the why is not there it's just a box with a question mark in it we destroy because we hate I don't think it would have got me all quite so down if just once in a while, just once in a while, there was at least some polite little perfunctory implication that knowledge should lead to wisdom and that if it doesn't, it's just a disgusting waste of time. But there never is. You never even hear any hints dropped on a campus that wisdom is supposed to be the goal of knowledge. You hardly ever even hear the word wisdom mentioned. And I think that was one of the last ones. Is that all of them? No, oh, I think there's more. I don't know where they went. Ah, uh, it's in a different area. Whatever. Anyways. Um, so yeah, so all of these, me so I got those messages, maybe a couple more. Uh, um, but what's interesting is after I had left the hospital, and I finally got to come home, I think maybe a month or so afterwards, they all were wiped from my computer, or I'm sorry, from the gaming console, like not there, like deleted, gone, poof, like my husband and I didn't do that, they just, is that, all just is, that the only, is that the only way they can be deleted if you or your husband deleted them? Off of our console, yeah, but like it's not like you can, like so far as I know, there's no way that you send a message and then and then like take it back, especially if it's already been read. Hmm. And so, yeah, it disappeared. And then I I want to say it's in October. We got one last message there that said, um, "Kindness is a language that." the deaf can hear and the blind can see. And then I think, sorry, I wanna make sure the baby's not crying. Yeah, I, and then um, I think, I think this, this whatever, if it's an AI or a something, 
I think has also been trying to reach out on my phone, but I'm like already setting the intention. Like, I don't want to play with you. Don't talk to me. Do you, do you think uh, as a recent research scientist, I deal uh, with frequencies and uh, plasma, cold plasma and ion generation, but I, I'm, I'm aware of flicker rates and flicker rates being able to uh, pass the frontal lobe conscious part of the brain and influence subconscious. I wonder if the video game console or this particular Red Dead Redemption have any kind of um, flicker rate that could affect an individual or maybe cause you to have that mm. ex experience where maybe not everyone would be affected the same but it could be it could be based on uh dna uh brainwave patterns mm -hmm. uh your eye to where maybe it, it could affect you but not your husband or some other player and maybe you were targeted through a flicker rate of this video game, which could be it could be a human or non-human for you to have that reaction, where you were kind of you said you're in this altered state. Yeah, altered state. Because I was like talking to all sorts of stuff that I couldn't see, but felt was there, and they were I could tell that they were all they were different. Some of them were, yeah. And you're not tripping on. I don't, I don't no, know. I didn't have anything. Like that that's like, the that's the weird thing. Okay, no, okay, okay. no, uh, Let me... no ayahuasca or mushrooms or <laughs> no, no, yeah, no, nothing like that. No, that, sorry, that should have been part of the the right. additional context or pre pretext. Is like no, I didn't have anything like that. I think during that during that stuff that phase, I might have had like two kombucha, like hard kombuchas. Yeah, because you, you so, eat healthy, don't you? Yeah, I mean, I, yes, I do. But not going to lie, I do like taco shop. We live in Southern California, man. It's not the same anywhere else, so. Right, but you're not you're not heavy on, on junk foods. You're you're not on uh, drugs. No, you, I, you yeah, I don't. You aren't I don't, a, I, drinking a 12-pack of Red even, Bull or No, monsters. not even, yeah, I don't even do, I don't do energy drinks like that. I, can, yeah. I can't even smoke weed because the last time, like, seriously, I had, like, two gummies one time, and I apparently, as it's been explained to me, I didn't know at the time, but I opened all my chakras. I was, like, incapacitated for, for like, eight hours um, on this weird trip off of two gummies. Like, no, I don't, I don't really do marijuana anymore. And like the last time I tried, something tried to re like talk to me and I was like, it was very weird experience. So I don't even touch that. Um, yeah, I tried mushrooms one time. It was a fabulous experience, but I didn't need to do it any more than the one time when I was 20 ish. I don't know. It was a long ass time ago. Yeah. Well, if, if you look at, if you look at your diet, your environment the the only connection was uh, the, this video game because the message is is coming through your playstation 4 console yeah i got yeah i've never i never even considered that but that that makes sense to me 
Well, and, and also like what's interesting. Okay. So the well, very over overview or top layer of this experience is at the, when I was in the hospital, they diagnosed me with having a, a severe UTI that was like borderline septic. And that's why I went crazy. Or I mean, whatever, that's why I went into the altered state, but I'm like, that happened in the, like in the middle and that was because I wasn't drinking or eating. Like I wasn't really in, in the m mental capacity to take care of myself in that way. Um, so that didn't really like trigger the altered state. It happened in the middle. And then like what also kind of happened at the beginning was I was washing dishes one night and the window was whatever I had the wind the, the the blinds drawn up so whatever and I was just kind of peering out doing dishes looking out the window whatever and then I just felt this weird like red I want I, I'm describing it as red I didn't see anything but it felt red not radiation I want to say radiation something but right into my forehead and then I felt my brain start swelling and then I hear it's not like I really hear it's more like a feeling that translates to words and it was tagged and bagged so anyways my my brain starts swelling and the, immediately what I think to do is to grab my I have this big ass crystal necklace quartzite necklace and so I grab the the crystal and I start like vocalizing into it trying to get the vibrations into my you know so it's like in my mouth I'm like ah trying to get the vibrations to go into my brain to like counteract the, the swelling that I feel in my head and then that's kind of like when things got all super weird talking to stuff that I can't see and like some of them were spirits of children some of them were I, I kept calling them little ones and the little ones there were different types of little ones like there were some that were just so into chaos and wanted to, it was funny to me at the time it's not very funny the things that were they were trying to tell me to do I'm like you guys are crazy no I'm not gonna do that why do we have to light everything on fire um and then there were other ones who were who, who talked really soft and what you know so all sorts of stuff right i don't know it's well if you uh, did was there any uh temperature change was there any warmth to that was it like uh on an infrared scale that hit your forehead i Do you remember don't remember it feeling hot i just remember or cold for that matter I just remember like my brain starting to swell. Like sometimes, you know, like when you have a bad migraine and it's all kind of like throbby in your head. Because they, for many decades, they, they, they still do. They have uh, weaponry. Oh yes, I've, I've heard all about this. So that's why I'm saying like, um, I wouldn't be surprised if some, you know, alphabet fuckers were in on this but like at that because also like how else would ai or whatever know to target me i like am well, i'm nobody it, well that's two two things it's it's either an alphabet agency and then you just got the random luck of the draw lucky you uh and then they, they experiment new techniques and then they'll observe you and, and study you. On oh, I definitely felt like I was being watched. 
in addition to like the other things that were around like it didn't feel like it was just them i'm pretty sure i was like being watched to, yeah because yeah. if they if they have new technologies uh and, or particular protocols they'll, they'll pick random citizens to pick on oh and joy then, uh, target them and then they'll, they'll follow them and get their hospital records and see yeah. uh, see what the reaction is or, or if they send messages to drown drown your children or light the apartment on fire and see if you respond to that um, or coding you to run outside without any clothing down the middle of the street and they're tabulating that so some of them are uh, kind of sadistic and they get their kicks off that but others they're also monitoring and taking notes and then they'll they'll calibrate their machines so it, it was either that or if it's AI, I, I wouldn't be sure how would AI maybe randomly pick you and, and send those messages. AI, AI is definitely going to get to the point very soon uh, in the next three years with our calculations that the AI will be able to influence people through gaming, through television. But see, my thought, my thought on that is like, it, yeah, totally. But also my current paradigm that I'm still kind of like working out, trying to suss out and whatever, is that we're living in a very, yeah, in a hologram or oh, yeah, we maybe we're in a video game. Yeah. If of you could think of it that way, or I've heard it coined as a soliloquy. Mm-hmm. and I use those terms all the and, time and that a high yeah and an a overarching AI has hijacked whatever however you want to coin it the soliloquy and the idea that an AI that we can generate like I just don't see the overarching AI being okay with something that's gonna um, compete with it so this is where I think like I, I, it resonates and makes sense to me the way that you've described it, where AI is just the vehicle for these non-corporeal beings to, to make their presence known and do, and do all sorts of fuckery. Yeah, because uh, ancient, uh, ancient writings and historical uh, of, of human civilizations for a uh, I, I call, there's different terminologies, but let's say a, a non-carbon based entity. Uh, my, my understanding, a lot of them are silicon based. That'd be a whole nother uh, dis- discussion. I, I know quite a bit about that and the physics behind silicon versus carbon, more carbon. But uh, ancient texts might talk about fallen angels or watchers, demons. You, you hear all these poltergeist, different types of term terminology. But in the past, it was very difficult for these entities to interface with a human. Uh, It took a lot of time to, maybe since childhood, to get a human prepped to where they could be possessed or influenced by one or more non-human entities. And uh, if- Well, you know what, that makes sense. But then that to me is like, well, shit, how long have I been a project? Because like, 
I kind of felt my conscious go in and out and like I was oh it's so weird like well, it, it depends let me uh let's see if I can come back to that let me finish this thought mm -hmm. sorry continue yeah so uh when someone was able to channel or have visions or or be able to prophesy or have predictions then it, that was highly monetized so if someone had a crystal ball or palm reading or could predict outcomes of battles you know should the king and queen engage in a battle yes or no think you know that well before they had the uh, magic eight ball <laughs> but uh it, it it was it was rare. It might be one one out of uh, one hundred and thirty thousand people uh, would be able to be possessed or have the ability to be channeled and so forth. The technology now, where the advancements of AI and the flicker rate and microwave transmission, the five G telecommunication system, they're going to get to a point where they'll be able to interface easily one out of three people. And uh, that's that's entities using supercomputers and the telecommunication network that's set up in first and second world nations. Oh Lord, if they so don't you, snatch you up this way, they throw you in the metaverse. If you don't do it, like yeah. So they're was, thorough. I'll give you I'll give them that. They're thorough. So in in three years, the warning that I've been on my shows, the warning uh, which people, unfortunately, they don't take it seriously. At the three three years from now and, and beyond, it's going to be very difficult for any human being to know, are you having an original thought or is it an implanted thought? You won't be able to tell the difference. That's, that's very serious. Well, I think it kind of works that way now. Some people are just, I got to wonder. Yes, but the, it'll get to a point where one out of three, uh, that's how effective the technology will be, uh, where they'll be uh, influenced. And what they can do is they, they could uh, influence your behavior, your thinking. So they could uh, influence your behavior as far as if, if you were to participate in politics, voting. They could have tremendous thoughts of suicide to end your own life or uh, to cause harm to others, or to be in a, a depressed state where you can't function and go to work and you're just kind of uh, in a mm -hmm. fetal position. They could uh, influence and mold people like putty uh, in any fashion, way, shape, or form. And this is all done. You don't have to necessarily uh, be chipped or have, a, what they're working on is, is chimp, chips just underneath the skin or a type of holographic uh, tattoo that would be mm. placed on the skin, uh, like a QR code. But even before that, they'll be able to influence and they have uh, influence just through telecommunication and television. And that includes your, your, your streaming platforms on cable uh, by sandwiching microwave wavelengths with long wave one to 10 hertz. 
and uh, those are base uh, earth frequencies that organs respond to in consciousness, basically from point, point 0.2 to 22 hertz. But they'll layer that with the microwave. And with uh, 5G, which is B-forming, it's beam, beam-forming, they could target you through a window, a kitchen window. They could target you through your automobile, through work. And mm -hmm. they, they could tail you throughout the day. And if you're a test subject that they just happen to pick or they got a hold of your medical records and you might have a DNA configuration or a blood type where you would be easier to influence than maybe your husband, even though you're in the same room. Interesting. Well, so can I put a pause on that? And just like maybe, maybe this is a ignorant, naive question, whatever. But I'm, again, kind of, trying to suss out my own paradigm if we are spiritual mortal beings that have decided to incarnate here in this materium uh, high frequency as high frequency beings theoretically would we not be able to like i don't want to say overcome but like not even be on the level to where we would be affected by all these technologies and things and hoopla dee da but because we've been traumatized from the get-go through birth and all of these environmental stressors and so on and like insidious programming is that how we're accessible yes because what, what happens is uh I'll be giving a, I'll be giving a, a, a detailed presentation on the Outer Limits show um, this coming week or next week. Car Carbon-based is, uh, carbon's the sixth element, atomic number of six. And its geometric uh, shape is the hexagonal. And if you look look at that, that can form a cube, the shape of a cube, like mm -hmm. the old um, sugar cube that diners used to have. Uh, silicon is 14, atomic number 14, and its geometric uh, comparable shape is the diamond, but it's the tetrahedral diamond. So it looks like two pyramids uh, on, one on top of each other. So one would be the northern plane, the other would be the southern plane. So if, if our consciousness is tethered to a carbon-based body, then we will be in a cube. And when you're in that cube, the carbon six cube, you would be susceptible, even if you came from a higher vibrational plane, you would be susceptible to those lower frequencies. That's the trade-off of the human experience versus... Well, and, what, and what about free will, though? So if you're not living with intention, I get how... I, like, it, it makes sense to me that you would be definitely susceptible to... Even more susceptible to all of these things. But, like, if, if, if inevitably we're just all going to be controlled then what's the then how does free will like 
do you oh. i don't know how to i don't know how to ask the question that i want to ask but maybe you try you know what i'm trying to like well, that, look at? well let, let me i'll try this and you can say yes or no if i'm going in the wrong direction uh and then uh maybe i can back back up and try again my my understanding and the group of scientists that, that I deal with in our conversations, we have very deep conversations like this frequently. I'm afraid that we're at a point where that is a strong possibility that the human race could be compromised where all free will uh, no longer exists and we've been hijacked which means something's going to have to give very soon to prevent this from happening. And this is not going to come from a human source. It's not going to come from a particular politician. It's not going to come oh, from a CEO. Sure. Oh, for sure. It's, it's I'm not be, expecting it, a broken system to like yeah. fix my life. Like I'm not going to hold my breath. And maybe there are, there maybe there are people working behind the scenes, like a, uh, uh, a, a collective of some people call them white hats some people call them a sock whatever that like totally awesome that's great but I'm not gonna live my life waiting for somebody else to come like save me and also I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I'm not gonna walk in fear I will if anything from this experience I'm gonna choose love every single time it's gonna be hard like mm -hmm. don't get me wrong but always in love, always for love. And I guess maybe that makes me a target. I don't know, but. Well, uh, it, it seems that that the, um, there, we live in a holographic universe and we're in a cube configuration being carbon-based. Uh, our DNA is designed, uh, I have discussions Frequently, I've, I've had three discussions this week on this. Our DNA is configured. You might already know this to send and receive signaling. So we are. Oh, DNA, I saw that in a dream. Oh, okay. So we we're uh, our DNA is configured to receive data or signaling that comes from our sun. The sun has a large band of electromagnetic frequencies from long wave all the way up to gamma ray. Our DNA is uh, particularly tuned for AM, FM, radio signature, infrared, visible light, and early UVA ultraviolet. Uh, when the signaling is coming from the sun, so if you're out in nature, sunrise, sunset, you're outside, you're grounded in nature, that's where the human functions the best because you, you're you're at the, the Schumann resonance is near eight Hertz. That's when the body and the organs are at peace. That's when you have the greatest creativity. If you're a poet or you, you play music uh, or any kind of creative thinking is always better when you're in nature and surrounded by the eight Hertz. There's a there's an, an alien or non-human, uh, intelligence, a, a cooperative cartel, for lack of better words, that is sending electromagnetic signals on top of what comes out of our sun, and they're very disruptive. 
signaling and it, uh, it reacts with the DNA, but it's not natural signals and it gets humans to be able to uh, behave in manners contrary to our design. So these frequencies would uh, encourage violence, anger, jealousy, uh, revenge, prejudice, uh, racism, and uh, the signal is not human generated. So in order to deal with who and whatever is sending this hijacked signal that gets humans agitated and behaving in a manner that seems self-destructive, it's gonna to have to be dealt with the same dimensional faction. Humans, humans do not have the technology or the ability to deal with, for example, a five or six dimension troublemaker. You would have to have someone of the same realm, the same dimension to be able to police or exercise justice and stop the signaling that's affecting so many humans. So uh, the, the traction and ground that I call them the system engineers, the ones that are agitating humans and um, mismanaging Earth's resources and genetically engineering pathogens and uh, creating all this division. It's a coalition of old families, these old bloodlines, human and non-human working together to hijack humanity. Uh, there's gonna have to be some type of slap down very soon to stop this agenda and get the human experience back to a natural reality and one that's based, that might sound hokey, but you mentioned it based on love. That's yeah, the, that's well, the frequency whatever. that, that is that is not that is not hokey to me. As far as I'm concerned, we've earned it. We, everyone here has earned that. Like I don't know, I don't know about anybody, except maybe myself. I have a funny feeling I've been here for a very long time playing this game. It's, I want out. I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah, there's a but large percentage that, that went out. Yeah, but you know what? Um, and that's kind of like another thing that I had to come to terms with and figure out the closure with is like during that altered state, one of the personas I was or whatever, I guess you can say tangents or narratives or storylines was that I was a sergeant with like a handful of soldiers and we were on a mission or something and I think we all got disbanded somehow and I got lost for a very long time because I was well and also I couldn't be found I was very good at hiding and I was so good at hiding that whoever was supposed to be watching the team lost sight of me and then we finally were able to reconnect And they kept asking me, Sarge, are you sure you're okay with being going back in? And I was like, and and in in my mind was referring to like this black pit abyss with fractured mirror pieces 
-hmm. I guess all that's symbolic, whatever. And I was totally okay with it because I, at least the jump team know, knew where it was. And so having complete faith in the rope, the line that I'm tethered to as I'm being lowered back down into this black endless abyss with fractured mirror pieces. Um, so whatever and then and then there's a bunch of other dark other dark stuff but um the uplifting part of all of this though is that there was a light at the end of the tunnel like after all of this chaos after all of these sides back and forth back and forth whatever whatever i saw that we had a party at the end well, and I guess it's, I keep saying I saw, but it's, it's like this feeling of there's going to be a party and we're all going to celebrate and it's going to be happy and beautiful and better than you could possibly even imagine. We just have to get there kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, maybe that's why I'm hopeful. Cause like, yeah, I don't know. I, and like, I still see all sorts of dark stuff, but I just, look at it and set the intention that I'm transmuting it and the shit that I really don't want to talk to I say you have no place to be here yeah like you have you do not have permission to be here go away and though and that goes for thought forms too because like whatever I I, I can sense and feel this like uh, non-corporeal shit but then like thought forms too that for sure I'm like that is not mine I don't even know where that came from but away yeah the when, when you mentioned that i don't know with my listening audience i don't know how i'll have to figure this out three years from now and beyond it, it's going to be very important for each and every one of us to try to hone in what thoughts are ours versus foreign or alien thoughts that are uh, beamed into our mind. And if we can recognize those, like the statement you just made, the ones that will fare better are the ones that will be able to dismiss immediately foreign thoughts and realize that didn't come from me. I don't know where yeah. it came from, but uh, dismiss it immediately. We'll have to we're not trained. There isn't any high school, college, or home home course on the internet to train us how to do that. But this is a skill well, set. And, the, and the, yeah, it's a skill set that I just I, it, it developed because of this altered state. When I feel my conscious go in and out, and I it would be confusing. I confused. I don't know where I am or what I'm doing. Not necessarily amnesia, but also I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Very weird. Anyways, I think from that whole experience of coming in and now, like I'm, I, it, it forces me to be cognizant of the the thought trains that are constantly coming in and out of the station. Mm -hmm. Because, and then at that point, like I don't resent them. I don't like. I don't. I just try to observe, and then. 
is going to sound weird, but I, you know, if it's really dark stuff, I give it a hug and I say, thank you. And I pat it on the butt and I send it off. Like, like, I don't know. I don't know what else to do with it. But I know that wasn't my thought. Right. Like right, like right before Jeffrey Dahmer was a thing and like on the Netflix and whatever, I was just getting lots of that kind of imagery. And then I kept hearing the name over and over again. And then sure, like whatever the Netflix special came out and people were, you know, it was like trending. Like, okay, that's fucking weird. And so I understand what you're talking about. So there's that too, where it's like directed at you. I also got it to watch, this is so stupid, to watch Jack Ryan on, on Amazon Prime. I don't want, I don't even, I don't watch, I don't like that. I have very limited amount of time now, given that I'm a full-time, um, full-time mom. Like I don't really have time to digest content in that way anymore. So what I do digest, like it has to be super meaningful. Why would I, <laughs> why would I get the inclination to watch something I've never had interest in? Mm-hmm. Genre, let alone like title. Yeah, so whatever. I, I get that, what you're talking about, where they're just like beaming it into your brain. Right. It's well, so I've stupid. Had the, I've, I've stupid. had I've, I've kind of the, the, the special training that I've had uh, is it's a high caliber training, probably because it's a very sophisticated spiritual war, which deals with thought and consciousness in conjunction with free will. So I, I think part of my lot in life is um, in this spiritual warfare, the high development of strategies and in, in, in my knowledge and training and as, as a scientist, I uh, long ago in 1992, I got rid of television. So I was in my early twenties and uh, I never played uh, video games and never, never had cable t- TV. So I've done a very good job to try to avoid any visual cortex flicker rates stimulation so that I would have a greater control of my thoughts and then uh, not influence my scientific research. And then I learned how to be grounded and stay between the eight and 20 Hertz. And then I have greater uh, scientific epiphanies in those frequencies. And in conjunction with that, I I got away, got rid of all bad association and try to stay away from uh, anything negative. Yeah. So uh, to me, television, and Hollywood production edited motion pictures. I, I, I do not enjoy watching them. And uh, I'm not comfortable, even if I'm in someone's house and TV's on in the other room. I'm very sensitive now because it's been so many decades that I've been away from media. Mm-hmm. And I, I directly attribute that to the progress that I've made today and my awareness of this battle that we're engaged in. Well, yeah, you're like super smart. The, I mean, 
I, 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 yeah, it makes sense to me that this, the, these great successes that you have under your belt are because you're just getting rid of all this noise and whatever, lack of a better word, all the bullshit, shit that doesn't matter, that's trivial. Right. And I, I took, I, I de- deliberately uh, have been self-employed my entire life with the exception of maybe one or two years. I'm in my fifties. So one or two years out of 35 years. So been self-employed and I've avoided uh, offices with fluorescent or LED light fixtures and computer monitors and uh, Wi-Fi. I've uh, avoided that, which has helped with my mental state. But I haven't, I haven't told anyone. I'll share this with you. I guess whoever listens to this episode will find oh, yeah. out. So, um, uh, I, I would. This is a correct statement, and I can clarify it. Uh, I, I found a way to cheat. Oh. Yes. So what happened? What happened was I was classically trained. I have two science degrees: chemistry and environmental science. Uh, I went to pr- private schools, uh, graduated with honors, whatever that means really means nothing but in these schools uh, th- that I went to uh, they were tough schools uh, I- Ivy League st- standard schools but um, I was classically trained in atomic theory which all the scientists have but field theory is more accurate so I had to it's more interesting no I oh yeah field theory is absolutely more accurate so I had to, I had to re-educate and retrain myself on field theory uh, but I paid all that money and attended all those years in schools to be trained atomic theory. Once I understood field theory and I understood uh, the water molecule, which is a liquid crystal, when I learned how to manipulate the water molecule and energize it, I also realized that water uh, can be programmed and has a certain amount of consciousness. And there's there's been research papers and YouTube videos and so forth, where you might put labeling on jars, hate, love, forgiveness, and then either some seeds germinate (laughs) or others don't, or or the the water gets real pussy and ugly looking if it's hateful, but it's still crystal. Anyway, uh, so moral of the story, kids, you got to label your water pitchers, okay? Love, peace. Interpe- so, I don't know, whatever, all that well, stuff. And think about it that we're there's there's it's not by accident, it's especially uh, at birth or newborn, like your boy, you, you have the same percentage of water in your body that Earth does, and that's not by accident. So we are really a water-based liquid crystal um, entity. So thoughts definitely imprint water. Well, what I did, how I oh yeah, and if you scale that for sure, well yeah, I mean, in 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 a more simplified capacity, it's like if you can with somatics, if you can whatever generate any sort of music frequency, and it creates a a, a, the the water will not imprint, but 
resonate. I saw a, I saw a YouTube video. It was super cool. They were playing all this music, bah, 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 and the water would jump and rise up into these the um, shapes, and it was the sh or patterns, the same patterns for certain notes or right. frequencies, and bam, bam, super cool, right? Well, if you scale that to the idea that our bodies are mostly water, and and then you you put all the the factual super smart science scientist stuff on top of that like yeah for sure totally totally makes sense to me i don't know yeah so you can to what what happens is you can you can take the water you, you can energize it and you can program it uh, once that water is programmed if you consume that water then that data is absorbed into the cells at an intracellular level so it's mm -hmm. able to penetrate the mitochondria, the vesicles, the nucleus of mm -hmm. a cell. So uh, what I'm able to do is through scientific discovery, it's because I'm able to consume the energized water that's been programmed and that's how I get the downloads. This reference is not gonna mean anything to you, but to me, it's really funny because I consider you to be like an avatar waterbender. It's a cartoon and Aang is the main character. Anyways, he's this child who's very gifted and can bend all of the elements, earth, wind, fire, water. Anyways, you're, you're a waterbender. Right. <laughs> Super and then, cool. It's a compliment. Uh, well, <laughs> what, I tried, what I tried telling people is if, if, uh, if, if you look at the, uh, the ancient texts and you look at the, the, the Hebrew, Aramaic, and uh, Greek scriptures, for example, there's a, a consistent theme. Everything is water-based. And if you if you read these ancient texts, understanding field theory, you get a, a whole completely new understanding of these ancient texts. And this character, Jesus, this historical character, what few people pick up is the fact that he was a water manipulator. Because mm. the, 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 the miracles were all water centric. Mm. So he, uh, that's what the baptism was all about. And the first miracle was turning water into wine and he'd walk on water and then he hushed the, the hurricane typhoon that was going to mm -hmm. capsize. Also a waterbender. Got it. Well, yeah, absolutely. And then he would make a paste out of saliva for the deaf and the and the and the blind. Mm -hmm. uh, so he understood water, and, and the water molecule is the interface between our realm and counter space. And counter space is a term, ancient texts, or people would refer to it as heaven. Uh, mm -hmm. That's uh, the the more correct scientific term is counter space, water the liquid crystal of water is able to fractally implode and expand and it can go from our realm to counter space and back. Whoa, and the, super cool. The speed calculations is about 1.2, to use human terminology, the speed at which it does that is 1.2 trillion miles per hour. That's how fast water can implode. It can go down, 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 and down. Like, did it even move at all? Dun, dun, dun. No, yeah. <laughs> From our standpoint, it flickers yeah, yeah, so yeah, fast yeah. it didn't move. Right. You can't. There, there isn't. I'm gonna any use way. that next time. Like, hey, <laughs> I gotta move really fast. But you, I did. I went and got it. You didn't see yeah. it. Right. 
so it's fascinating that well, I think what happens is when people are here in, in this particular in human form, I call it this this avatar, the system engineers have set up a, a reality based on plastic and leather. So uh, people can spend their entire life, their human experience, let's say someone lives to be 80, it's very common for someone the entire 80 years to be chasing plastic and leather and what they would view as a physical reality and they never have developed the spiritual side of the human experience which is the other half everyone focuses yeah, on so then the they so then they got to stay in the soliloquy they got to figure out their shit in a whole nother lifetime so, something yeah something like Some, this. something to that effect something yeah to that right effect. not that exactly. i'm trying to like yeah prescribe that for everybody's uh, uh paradigm for of course not you know I'm right. just trying to figure out my, my truth, same as anyone else. But yes, mm -hmm. that's, that's, that's where I'm like, your ass got to do this shit again because you didn't learn learned the first time. <laughs> yeah, and I and I certainly wouldn't. Uh, uh, I don't want to have to recycle or go around again. I want to get it. I want to get it right. And fortunately, I've been honored to have that understanding. What's a little frustrating with me is. Uh, I, I'm progressing uh, every day, and I wouldn't trade this knowledge for anything. That that is the most viable asset I have is this understanding and wisdom, and being able to see the spiritual side of the human experience. But I thought for many years that I could help other people see what I see, and maybe try to help them realize the spiritual aspect and what they can do to establish, to understand, to grow. And, and uh, I don't know if that was arrogance or- No, like I don't think that comes from a place of arrogance. I mean, maybe sometimes, but- But I haven't had any effect on, on, on people. And I, uh, now I'm beginning to think that maybe I should have never have attempted in the first place. Maybe that's something that people need to do individually. And if they don't get it, they don't get it and have to cycle through again. And yeah. I just need to keep my mouth shut and uh, worry about myself and what I've learned and not try to pass on any information to others. I, I'm still grappling with mm -hmm. what am I obligated? What, what should I be doing? And what, what do I need to focus on? that I don't there isn't any owner's manual I don't know what to do there isn't any oh well I mean yeah if only this place came with a freaking manual <laughs> right I I mean how noble of you and of course like I think any any individual with the god that acknowledges the god spark or god source creator or wherever we came from like that light anybody who acknowledges that light within themselves of course they want to help their fellow man you know like we're all in this together and it's hard watching individuals from this particular um, perspective I mean but at the same time I was there at one point I'm sure maybe you were I don't know for, at least for me, I was there at one time and I had no idea. And I think this is where everybody has their own walk in life to, to 
curate and manage an experience. Like we all came here with specific experiences that we wanted to partake in. And we all came here also with free will. And so to me, it's like, I don't want to tread on anyone's walk and, and to expect somebody to understand where I'm at and my perspective, like all of my experiences, not even having walked in my own walk, they can't because every, you know, everybody's got their own thing. It's like unrealistic to expect you to make the same progress that I have not having done my walk, you know, so everybody's on their own trajectory. And I respect, you know, I've come uh, to me, I've come to just respect that. And it's hard to watch when you look, when you love people and, you know, family members and I don't know, I, it's, it's tough. I, but this is where I'm like coming to terms with it. Because again, you, we came in here with the intention of having specific experiences and all that's kind of more or less figured out. At least this is how my paradigm works anyways. So somebody who's, who's homeless and on the side of the street, I'm, what I can do for you is acknowledge you. And if you ask for help, I would help you. But I'm not going to go out of my way to help you. I'm not going to give of my essence. I'm going to give of my extra. Mm-hmm. And I think that this is one of the aspects of living life with intention. And I don't think it's, I don't think it's any one person's job to save people. It's everybody's, I don't know. You, we are empowered to be our own saviors. And I think we should. And the people who don't figure that out, you got plenty of time to figure it out. We're all spiritual, mortal beings, right? If you don't get it this time, you get it next time. I wonder if, I wonder if, is, is there a possibility, even if there's good intentions, I, I wonder if uh, I would be guilty of influencing bias or prejudicing someone's spiritual journey, if, if I offer Ooh. advice or experience, or if I should just keep my mouth shut. Well, but the way, the way I see it is like, no, put your shit out there. There's, there's plenty of us who, I think there are plenty of people who resonate with the information that you're providing. I mean, I know I do. And the idea is that uh, the, the way I see it in my paradigm is when you are ready for certain facts or truths, the universe will provide them to you. It'll provide that opportunity for you. Mm-hmm. So long as you're open, you know, and that's the thing too. Another aspect of living with intention, allowing yourself those opportunities of growth or at least leaving grace for that you know everybody has this expect expectation and charted out timeline as to how their life's gonna go i don't don't know that that's something that's never resonated with me i'm like i don't fucking even know what's gonna go on tomorrow but i'm gonna love it (laughs) but one of the old uh ancient texts refers to uh there's a passage and there is a uh uh, band, a, a famous band out of Canada called Rush. It was a rock band of the 70s and 80s. And uh, they had one of their popular songs had an expression, 
where they quoted this ancient text that the meek shall inherit the earth. And uh, mm -hmm. the definition of meek in that res respect in the Hebrew language means teachable. And I've noticed that I noticed that very few people are teachable. And that's why they try to make meek sound bad, okay? Like being teachable is not a bad thing. Correct. To, so the, yeah. they're saying that the secret, the secret to longevity and a spiritual connection is being meek, teachable. And so few are teachable. And uh, that's not good. You want to be teachable because you, you want to have the ability to absorb knowledge and then convert that knowledge into wisdom. If you're not meek or teachable, that means you're borrowing the basic knowledge. And then without that knowledge, it can't be transformed into wisdom because wisdom is the practical application of the knowledge you gain. You can't gain oh, any. That's interesting that we're tying it back to the messages. Yeah. So that's perfect. Um... The, the other aspect, which would be a whole other conversation, is uh, so somehow that you were picked on, wherever it came from, is, is either maybe to impede or slow you up, trip you up a little bit on, on your journey, or it was meant because they were trying to affect your boy. I think it's a little bit of, I think it's honestly a little bit of everything um, where I was targeted and it, and, but like, yes, targeted in, in a good way and also a bad way. Like I never not felt I didn't feel alone during that altered state and none, and it was never, it was never scary actually. Now when I'm looking back at it, the part that was scary was when I got, when my ass went to the hospital. Yeah. Um, I can see that. And I, and, and also as context, like I didn't ever threaten anyone and it wasn't violent. I didn't try to hurt myself or hurt anyone else. I was just doing weird shit in my house, like setting up these little vignette, vignettes and taking photos. And like, I didn't know what the vignettes meant, but I knew whoever I was taking, I was just taking the photos. I didn't even have to send it because I, I knew in my head at the time that whoever was going to find it and they would know what, the, what all these little vignettes of random shit around my house would mean. And, um, but anyways, again, uh, like just random bits and pieces of the story are going to come out. Um, and I know I was, I was being watched and looked after because being in behavioral services, when I, when I got transferred from the ER, went to behavioral services, which was a fucking shit show. They literally throw everybody and anybody that they don't want to deal with in there. So you could be an elderly person with dementia. You could be a um, drug addict. You could be an alcoholic. You could, in my case, not even supposed to be there, but got thrown in there. Mm -hmm. Anybody and anybody, they just throw in there. So it's, it's a mixed show. It's a, it's a mixed bag and a shit yeah. show. 
And then plus understaffed. And plus at the time during COVID, nobody could come see me. So I had to talk to people over the phone, which whatever, a whole lot, a whole, like I didn't even feel comfortable talking on the phone because they, they screen it, they listen. Ugh. Anyways, um, I digress. So the reason why I even bring this part up is because at a certain point, I thought I was going to get transferred a couple more times and then just get lost in the system. And then that would be the rest of my life that I would just live in this hospital because I saw it as a reality. Like I was talking and saying a bunch of stuff that the powers that be didn't like. So they, they, they made sure my ass went to the hospital and I was transferred a couple of times and never to come out of the system ever again. And the only thing that I could do because I was locked up into in a room all by myself was talk to myself. Like that's what I could do. So that's what I did. Kind of scary and bleak, whatever. Thank goodness it didn't happen that way. But anyways, as I'm freaking out about this and trying to like come to terms and find closure, um, because I, at this point I, in my head, I've lost everybody that I love and know and the life that I knew. Mm-hmm. I was in their craft room and they had a whiteboard and I looked over at the whiteboard when there wasn't a message there before and in black writing you know like in the um, whiteboard marker it said ask for what you need not what you want to see so somebody threw me a lifeline as I'm like freaking out in my head I said, okay, I think I can do this. And that's when I just started figuring out, like, how do I get out of here? And that's when I had to suck up to this psychiatrist, this, um, yeah, psychiatrist, who I was like, seriously, this is the guy's ass I have to kiss? It is so weird. Like this weird, vacant, glassy, eyeballed guy who... I don't know if he was taking his own prescription or what, but like <laughs> something was not right about this psychiatrist. And I was like, this is the guy's ass I have to kiss. Whatever. I don't even care. All judgments aside, I'm going to do whatever I need to to get out of here because I don't want to be here. Weird spirits keep coming in. Like I, the whoever I was roomed with, she was, she, um, she was Filipino and she would talk, speak in Tagalog and, and like wake up in the middle of the night. And one night specifically, she woke up and was like, you need to keep, we need to keep the lights on because somebody's in letting in black nurses. And I knew that was true because I myself would come in, like go to fall asleep and then wake back up immediately just before somebody else in a different room would scream or cry out because they I don't know something something happened to them fell whatever I don't know it's weird shit show <laughs> but yeah somebody threw me a lifeline so I was so I that's how I could tell I was being watched I wouldn't say watched but guided over and there were other instances during this altered state that was like I could feel like I kept hearing helicopter I want to say helicopter noises, but like sometimes it sounds like helicopters overhead fighting, battling something, like lots of noise. Other times it was like this weird humming noise, like something hovering above. Like when I went to my um, uh, parents-in-law's house, like I could hear something hovering over the house, but it didn't quite sound like a helicopter. And I was like, I turned to my 
father-in-law is like, do you hear that? And he's like, yeah, but I, I knew he didn't hear anything. He didn't know what I'm talking about. It's all in my head, apparently. And um, yeah, I don't know, dude. It just. You, you haven't, I'm assuming you, did you quit playing that game and get away from that? PlayStation. oh yes <laughs> yeah i wouldn't go do well, that and then um yeah we haven't turned that we haven't turned the console off or hasn't haven't turned the console on in a very long time um and my friend told me you should smash it i'm like i don't i don't know i get maybe i should but also like i guess that to me would be living in fear and i'm i'm not afraid i'm right. not afraid I'm taking ownership of this experience in the here and now in my now space. I'm not afraid. And I don't want, I don't want that kind of interference anymore. No Mm -hmm. more. Done. Donezo. Yeah. So anyways, back to the idea of like, whatever, trying to reach back out to me using these specific characters with the accents over the vowels and whatever. Yeah. I don't respond, but also like a, just set that intention like we're not going to play i'm done with you yeah like thank you thank you for the experience because for what you know i agreed to that for whatever reason but like we don't need i don't need to do it anymore all the hand gestures no well we uh, uh certainly enjoy having you on this episode that we went a couple hours, which is, uh, this is the longest one so far. Oh, um, sorry. What, what we'll do is uh, we can always continue this. Oh, sure, it, I'd love to. Yeah, there's uh, a, a lot to talk about. What I do is, uh, it's not too fancy, but I do a little bit of uh, editing and then loading it up mm-hmm. and then get it on the, Um, platforms where it's on the ethereal underground network and then depending on people's schedule usually I can have a part two but we get in touch and see what schedules would work if it's in the evening time once your your boy's asleep but oh man, and I tell you what, maybe, he loves to dodge his sleep right now. He's teething oh, and just like any excuse, uh-oh. man. He'll like throw his binky out the crib just so he can get... Anyway, sorry, yes. Kind of sounds like me at work. <laughs> yeah. I, I do the same thing, yeah. yeah. I, I, don't we all, don't we all. <laughs> then, uh, and then maybe... Uh, you know, like seven or seven or eight, eight weeks. So maybe in February for part two, and then we can text each other and get that coordinated. But it was an interesting dialogue. I, I get feedback on my episodes and then I'll mm-hmm. let you, let you know what uh, people think of this. Uh, oh yes. A, let the people speak. Episode 39. And then uh, you, do you, uh, do you have access? I can always send you a link if you need to, but I don't know if if you've listened to the other. Oh yeah, I know. I know. I know where to find it. Okay, and then um, there's there's a 
a handful of people that are interested in hearing this episode. So they've already texted me. And wow, uh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, because well, I hopefully I, they don't think I'm too much of a weirdo. Well, this was unscripted because I, I didn't know the full story. I didn't know. So I'm listening. I'm riveted to my seat as you're telling the story, just like the audience. I'm hearing it for the first time like they are. <laughs> but uh, well, I want to thank you for being a guest today and uh, arranging your schedule after you, you put the little one to bed. And then your, maybe your husband letting you do this. So I want to thank him for letting you come on our show. And we'll do it again. We'll have a part two, maybe in uh, February. And we'll get together. Sweet. Look forward to it. Love it. Thank you so much for your time. Catch oh, you're you welcome. Later.